a gal who isn't interested in living the status quo life, who wants to hear from other ladies that are paving their own way while making waves, well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga. Join me as I follow my curiosity around what living a successful life really means. Let's dive in. All right, guys. So today I have Gina Murata on the show. She is a spiritual guru and business advisor who helps women understand and fully shine in their feminine genius. Gina brings 20 plus years of experience as a lawyer, nonprofit managing director, and entrepreneur into her work she does today with women. I'm so excited to learn from Gina today. Gina, thank you for being here. It's such an honor. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. So I was drawn to you. I went to this half-day retreat where I got to meet you, and I feel like I had seen your name or like, you know, people you follow in Chicago and, you know, just like, I'm like, oh, women and who are their coaches? And I'd see you tagged. And so I have to say, like, when I was going to that half-day retreat, you were one of the things I was most like intrigued by. Like, I was like, oh, I'm excited to like see what she's about. And it was cool because each of the women that I met that had like a just kind of like a cool energy about them. I'd be like, well, how are you here? And they'd be like, Gina, how are you here? And they're like, Gina. And I'm like, gosh, okay. Like I just came into this open-minded, but like left being like, what is happening with her? Mm -hmm. And so I'm so excited. I have talked a little bit on the show with a friend of mine about feminine and masculine energy and how so often in our businesses, we use masculine energy to push things and make them happen. And so I'm so excited to just like learn from you today because it's something that, you know, even at the, the retreat, it was like, what's your word for today? And the word I picked was like soften mm. because I feel like in my life, I've always tried to like, you know, like kind of armor up and whatever. And I feel like, you know, you, you know, I've done some research on you and it's like magic and all these things. So I'm just so pumped to just like pick your brain as much as people say. I hate when people pick each other's brains, but I created a show so I could do that. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm honored to be here and it's really what I want in this episode is whatever your questions are, are probably what your audience wants to know yeah. about. And so I want to answer um, what I sense you picked up on attending the event it was mostly women that I had invited to be there. Uh, it was a collaboration I had with a few others, but I have for a long time really cared about getting women together, magical women together. And because what I teach and guide is about bringing your feminine energy forward and that that's actually your highest power to share in the world. We just haven't had permission. So the women that you met, they, they have, that permission is open and they can operate that way and they, there's just a way that we tap into magic. There's a way that um, we're really kind and loving to each other in a way the rest of the world is a bit more masculine and harsh with us. So it's a really safe, beautiful space to be in and I'm so glad that you got to experience that because I feel your show is that energy. And so um, being around other women only can enhance your ability to really show up and shine as who you are. Yeah, no, totally. And like when I was kind of like looking at some of the work that you do and listening to some of the other shows you've been on, I was so drawn to this idea that hairstylists in general, you know, and I know there's other, you know, business owners that listen to this, but for the most part, like it's kind of pretty feminine what we do and yes. the way we show up for yes. people and like the 
the care and the love and the relationships, I was like, okay, there's part of this that I feel like in general hairstylists really are tapped into. Yes. But then there's this other part that I feel like, I feel like hairstyles in general struggle so much with. And I just, I'm so interested to hear you like, you know, I, I kind of had my own like thought process of like, is it that it's an industry that's primarily, you know, operated by women, but up until recently has been primarily owned by men yes. who are running and driving these indus- the industry yes. in a way that like doesn't really work big picture. And so we all start off at 18, 19, and it's like, yeah, we all want to be good, parentheses. And I feel like, and then I feel like there's this trajectory and it's like you have the, the, the momentum and it's like, build your career. But at a certain point, and I have never thought about it in these terms, I'm like, is that, is that the, the wall that hairstylists hit? Because yes. it's just, it's, I just think of it's like, it's all women. Yes, yes. I mean, the words you use, trajectory, build your career, right? Like these are very masculine concepts. And it is an industry that has traditionally been really held by women or the feminine. Like, you know, there's there's men in it, but they're usually gay and yeah. more tapped into their feminine side. We all have masculine and feminine. I, I will say that many times on this show. Um, but it's those of us who are drawn more to expressing our feminine energy that this has been an industry for. And um, like me, my mother had several careers but she started as a hairstylist. Really? Yes. And so um, what I know about the profession, just from because it's in my family, is it's a very, um, it has been a place women can feel more empowered. My mom dropped out of high school and went to beauty school. Like she did not fit into the traditional mold in world. She did not fit into school, but she could find her way and some independence and cut hair in the basement and make money um, in the industry. Yes. So it, it's got it, it's an it's a complex industry that it's like women have been drawn to it. Um, women can be empowered it, but men have controlled it and done yes. it in ways that don't resonate with women. And the other big thing I see in it is how many hairstylists are like therapists, coaches. They're it, the people in their chair. They're like really serving them in a whole other way that they're, by the way, not getting paid for. Um, and you know that's that's been a caretaking role that 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 you get to fulfill. You know you don't have to go to college for it. You just get to show up in your natural genius. Totally. And like every day behind the chair, like where does the rub happen? Because it is like you're, you're so in it with your clients and you're loving on them. But is it that, you know, like, I, like do we never get to know ourselves? And so yes. we're just going through yes. these motions and like boom, fast forward, it's 12 years later, your business partner tells you they don't want to be your partner anymore. And you're like, wait, I, we're yeah. happy. This is great. And I just, I wonder if, you know, just the natural trajectory of like starting and then like we get this feeling, this rush, this like sense of, um, you know, like you feel so good when you make other people feel good that I, I wondered if maybe it was that we maybe like have like supplemented that kind of self-love and that knowing ourselves with just kind of making other people feel good and mm. thinking that maybe it's, it's enough, like we're, mm. we're doing life right, but we've never really asked ourselves like, well, you know what your client likes to drink and you know what your client likes to do yes. and you know how they like their hair, but like, do you know what you like to eat and do you know where you like to go? Yes. And, um, I don't know. I think it's just very interesting when I was thinking about how feminine what we do is and how like, you know, like putting energy into someone and like reading the room and all those things that hairstyles are so like innately 
good at. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, so many wake up 12 years later and feel like they've just like been, you know, just grinding themselves into the ground at the same time. Yes, yes. Uh, What you're saying is, is, it's, it's complex, but it's also simple, yeah. right? So um, I would agree, and this is not unique to hairstylists. It's any profession that has sort of a trajectory and a skill set that you go to school for, right? I was a lawyer. This would be very similar to my legal career. It's not that yes. different. But it's like you get on this path, and it's like, oh, I learned the skill. Okay, now I can go make money using this skill. But has anybody ever asked you who you are, how you can add to this field, how you can bring yourself to the table, what you might do uniquely different? how to make it yours. No, nobody's ever asked you that. You're just supposed to go take this skill that somebody taught you, which by the way, innately puts the power outside of yourself, right? You're not listening. We're never taught. Like, who are you? What do you bring to the table? What's your genius? All the, there was all those things you said that that women in your industry tend to do naturally well: read a room, take care of people. That's all a, a whole genius zone that that people naturally have that you didn't learn that in hairstyle school, right? No. Do you get any etiquette on how to work with clients or no. talk to them about their problems? No. no, no. It's it's what I call genius because it's natural born talent. You were born with it. You have that ability, and so what we haven't done in the world is harnessed and recognized that, which is natural innate, we give value to, I can cut hair. I went to continuing education and I know the new trend in cutting hair. But that's, that's, that's not as valuable actually as what is innate in your talent that you can bring to the table. And that's something we're never taught to develop. And that's what in any career path, at some point, we're like, who am I? What do I really want? Have I ever paid attention to myself? No, you haven't because you were never invited to. Yeah. No, that I mean, that all resonates with me. And I think about how I would be like, who's going on a nature walk? Who has time for a nature walk? I can get another client in. And, you know, something you said in another interview, I just was like, oh my gosh. Then you talk about your ego and you've got the big job and you've got the right clients and you're like killing it and how it can kind of maybe keep you on that mm-hmm. hamster wheel longer yes. and running let, harder. Let me just highlight something that you just said, okay? This is such a beautiful example of how the world has disconnected from who women are and we ourselves are a part of it because it's in the consciousness, it's in the thinking of the world. So the most powerful thing we can do right now is clear our own thinking and consciousness, right? To empower ourselves. You just said this phrase, you're killing it. I don't know any woman that wants to kill anything, Yes. I can't kill a fly or a bug. I capture it. I put it in a little container. I put a, like a leaf in there for it to eat. And then I take it outside and I, you know, I give it a, like life again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's who women are. We would never hurt anybody. We're about nurturing in nature when we're allowed to be ourselves. Right? right? We're allowed to tap our, our feminine side. Men can be this way too, by the way, when they're allowed to fit, tap their feminine side. Yeah. And so we've just gotten so far away from that. <laughs> no, I had a friend who said, someone, some, someone said, like, how, how have you been doing? And they said, I'm slammed. And my <laughs> right, friend goes, language, and my oh. friend Jenny, who's like very, like I spend a lot of time with her, she goes, I don't want anything in my life to be slammed. That's right. 
She's like, I don't want to be slammed. I don't personally want to be slammed. I don't want my day to feel slammed. She's like, not something I want to connect with at all. And like, we just like laughed about it. Cause like, you know, and that's something I love about like, when I listen to the things that you do, like you stop and you think about the words people are saying and the impact that the words have Mm -hmm. on the moment. Whereas I think that's something like, I actually said to someone who does coaching with you, uh, she had an event, and I don't even know why I said this, because I just say stuff. I was like, well, break a leg. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't think Gina would love that. <laughs> and I was like, I've never, I wonder what she wouldn't like about it. Just the, the breaking? Or, like, I mean, it's like, honestly, like a rewiring yes, of yes, how I, yes, I yes. say a lot of sayings. And we honestly, I've never said that to anyone else. So I think it's really funny how you just pull something we out do. of the thin air and you're like, well, kill it. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. I say a lot of stuff, um, but I don't always connect with the impact that yes. what I'm saying has. Yes. I like language in a more playful way of like, it just helps us see where our consciousness is. Yes. Like for you, in some cases, it's like, I'm just not even paying attention. Right. And so this is just what's coming in. And I want what her to know say. I'm here for it. Right. I want you to have a great day. I want mm-hmm. you to feel my energy through the screen. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I don't want you to, I don't want you to break your leg. Right. Right. Right, right. The, the meaning I had, but yeah, just I think it's kind of fun to th- try and be more intentional with it. Yes, I part of my genius zone is prayer and language and what we say, really in inside our own minds or out loud in words. It does create our experience, and so when you say things like that, you are creating a more violent, <laughs> harsh world. Yeah, you are. Yeah, like how do you help women get out of this? Like kind of what we were just talking about before, like how do you help people shift this thinking? Because it is so like grind, grind, grind. And like, and I know like it's probably similar for a lawyer. It's like, you know, payable hours or billable hours. It's like, you know, people that are in service industries, they're so focused on like, I guess like another like language word, but like the bottom line or feeling like they need to produce a certain amount. Yeah, so a word I love and I use a lot in coaching and speaking is the word resonate or resonance. Yes. Um, when we hear something that is truth, that we know is our experience or some higher form of wisdom in the world, there's a resonance. You hear it and you're like, yes, oh my God, I know that to be true, right? Even if nobody's ever told it to you before or it seems like the opposite of what everybody else says, when something is like your truth, it resonates. And so based on my life experience, um, because everything I teach, I've gone through myself. Mm-hmm. That's how, you know, I, I believe women are great teachers, not because they studied it in a book, but because it's their own experience they can bring. Um, but so I open awareness and, and, and help validate what I believe women are feeling inside um, by what I share in terms of stories, in terms of um, tools. And so when a woman hears these things, a lot of them are like, oh my God, that resonates. Oh my gosh, I, I never saw it that way, but that resonates, that's true. So it's the awareness, I think, is the first step where it's like we're just living in this autopilot of this masculine world we've all been given. And my genius and my path has been really helping to deconstruct like, Okay, this is now it didn't work for me. Right. <laughs> and so it's not working for a lot of women and how can I, you know, help transform it? The first thing is awareness. 
Yeah. Very first thing is awareness. Like seeing, like now you're going to be more aware of your words and yes. how you say things, right? Um, you know, and, and so it's, it, the, it's like that's the first piece. And then it's about being in, like put yourself wherever you are in a space or an energy to start to um, remember, remember the truth, right? So it could be hire a coach and work with someone who's going to open it up in you. You know, I, I do that whenever I need it. I have guides I call when I feel stuck. Um, it could be find friends and relationships where there's a like-mindedness, like you coming to that, that event that I had, other women were this way. It's like, so it helps you remember. It's not, you're actually not, I'm not teaching you something. This is a truth you know inside of you. And so what you need is to now, you or any woman, like what will, what will help you open it more is being in spaces where this is how we roll mm-hmm. and you know, we're helping you remember. Yeah. I love that. And like, we picked a card before we started and it was about like not dimming and to fit and to not just to fit in. And I was just thinking about like what you were just saying and how, um, you know, like our genius sometimes is like what we've always done, what comes easy, what comes natural to us. You said um, in one of your episodes and um, you, you had someone say to you, like, well, you've been my coach since we were little kids. And yes. um, I just thought that was so cool about like, kind of like you said, remembering like, what did, what did you love to do? What was easy for you? And, you know, like with hairstyles, it's like that connecting, doing stuff like that. It's just, it's just like, it's so natural that you think everyone's good at it. Right. But like the, I do think that the car that we pulled for today, like don't dim to fit in. I feel like that's so often how so many of us feel at a certain point in our career, because it's like, I've helped you get ready for your wedding or I've helped you do all these things and I'm this constant in your life and I think it's hard for a lot of us. It's been hard for me over the years to feel like, well, how do I keep growing and evolving when like I'm this constant in someone else's yes. life and I've found it really liberating and freeing to like kind of like break out of that and be like this is who I am today and it's not who I was yesterday yes. and if this if this is where our paths like separate like I, thank you for your part in my journey but I find it to be something that like you know like when you asked me like oh how does this card resonate like it's just coming to me now that it's it's very hard for people I find in our industry, my industry to like, be like, how do I keep evolving and dreaming up dreams and still growing? But when, I, when I'm over here, I feel like I have to be the same person I always was for Sally. And I know you don't need to be, but yes. just that yes. energy. Yeah. So a few things I'll, I'll share in response to what you said. One, we are referring to Oracle cards. So yes. we use an Oracle card deck to, to get some um, wisdom about how we can um, serve in this podcast. And so it's an Oracle deck that is designed to help evoke our inner wisdom, um, our feminine intuition about you know what what are the messages inside of us to bring forward. And so don't dim to fit in is the message. Um, one of the things that I feel you're talking about, you talked about genius, and genius is something I teach about. It's your natural born talent. It's not just for like athletes and musicians. Like we're all born with genius, but most people aren't recognizing it, right? Like parents are like, no, go to law school. No, you're going to be a, yes. you know, a hairstylist or whatever. Um, but if we pay attention, children show us who they are. Um, I was I was coaching. I was coaching. I, I can document it by age 11, for sure, probably before that. Um, I was doing hands-on healing in my family by seven. Um, 
I was doing like, you know, priestess spiritual rituals, probably by like seven, eight years old. You know, I mean, these are, it's like, but was anybody like, oh, you're a spiritual guy. This is what you should do with your life. No, (laughs) no, I was Catholic. I mean, I was a woman. You, maybe you could be a nun, but yeah, right. Which would not have been appealing to me, but anyway. So there's our genius, which is where we shine. And and I feel like for hairstylists, what we're highlighting is there is this innate, like you're drawn to this industry because it does let you like be with people and support mm-hmm. people. And, and, you know, you don't have to go get, you know, 10 degrees to be a therapist. You can just be with people naturally in your talent, right? I never went to coaching school. I didn't go to therapy school. I'm very self-taught in like empowerment. Um and it's very masculine. Like, well, we're going to teach you how to become empowered as opposed yeah. to women who are like, I lived life and this is how I did it. And, I, and I'm going to yes. listen to you, listen to you and listen to you. It's not about telling you what to do. I'm going to listen and listen and listen. A lot of power in, in hairstylists. Um, but the other thing I want to highlight from what you said is that every genius will have a shadow. We'll have um, an area that you want to be aware that you can get caught up in some negative way. And so someone who's really tuned into others, who's really there for others, Ooh. what's the dark side? What's the shadow? You lose yourself. You and lose that's yourself. what happens. Yes. And then the yes. dimming happens, but you don't, your yes. intention isn't to dim. Right. You, your intention is to show up. That's right. That's right. So first of all, don't make yourself feel bad that you do this. No, it's... Because it's part of the gift. Yeah. It's part of the gift. You can lose yourself in others because you're so in tune with others. Yes. It's, it just becomes being responsible for it, which is a masculine trait. There we go. We get through some masculine. Yeah. But it's like, be irresponsible. Like, okay, this is something I do that is unhealthy for me and the other person, actually, because then you're sort of like taking care of them and they're not taking care of themselves because you're doing everything for them. Yeah. Right? And, and what is beautiful in life is to grow and evolve. And so while at one point in time, being codependent, being a people pleaser, maybe worked for you, maybe helped you survive a family system. Yes, it did. Right? Then as you grow, you're like, oh, gosh, this actually limits me now. This limits me. And I have all these people in my life that aren't letting me shine because they want me to just be there for them. And so I'm allowed to evolve. I'm allowed to change. And um, I, I can you know, let this person know what's different, see how that goes. I can just know I got to close the door. Yeah, that's going to happen. That's going to happen as, you, as your light gets brighter. Yeah, and it's it's you, what you just described is I think a process so many of us go through, and you kind of think like you're doing it wrong if you're losing people, but then you realize like what I have been I've kept all these people, and I had my therapist had told me once she's like Lindsay I think you think that you have to keep everyone together yeah and it is so freeing and it's fun to see who shakes out. Yes. And who's like yes. part yes. of the next part and who's like, thank you for being a part of that part and thank you for being a teacher that helped guide me away from, like it's like I had to have so many people that like were difficult or whatever till I finally was like, this is enough. Yes. And I, I want to add this too though. It's the hardest thing. It, it For me, I, I am, you know, as a coach, like that's a natural innate gift for me. So I, like a hairstylist, like I am there. I get people. I see people. I see why they're yes. struggling. I have all this compassion for them. But one of the hardest things is sort of moving and shifting people out of my life or putting them in a different category. It's, it's heartbreaking. And I make myself wrong in a hundred different ways that I shouldn't do it because I want to be there for them and I understand them. But I have to remember that I'm part of the equation. 
Yes. You know, what I feel is um, relevant. Um, and if I'm around you and I always feel like garbage around you and I feel like you're taking too much from me, um, this is not a healthy relationship anymore for me to prioritize, you know? And I, I'm a very... Um, it's the word I want to use here. Mission-oriented person. Um, I want to help the world grow and evolve. You know, whether it's one person at a time or a big audience at a time. Like it's 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 who I am. I want to help people through the the growth and transition. And my commitment is to engage with people who are wanting to engage in that kind of life. So in, if it's a friendship and you're not willing to grow and, and, and evolve, then it's, it's just not a place for me to be. You know, and if you're coming to me as a coaching client and you're not willing to grow, and oh no, it's not a place for me to be. I'm all about that growth and evolution. Yeah. And that's a lot of self-love that helps me shine to serve more people with higher impact. And that's true for all of us. Totally. And like even what you were saying about the shadow side, I'm like, oh my God, that's such a nice like picture in my head of like, you know, all of our gifts have a side that, you know, like, you know, like that you're, there's adverse sides to everything if you're not in tune or in check with things. And I, I love like what you were saying. I'm like, yeah, it's like a consciousness that like I for a long time didn't have of like, like that I didn't realize like, okay, I can, I can show up for this person to this point. Or just like mm. the consciousness mm. of just yes. like you even saying like, it's sometimes I feel like I said for a long time, like I kind of, when I was asleep at the wheel, I never wanted to feel discomfort. So it's like, let me just like give and give and overextend. But then later I would feel so bad. Yes. And I feel like this yes. like consciousness of being like, okay, I'm going to front load a little bit this discomfort. I'm going yes. to like throughout the process of this friendship, share when something doesn't feel good or to kind of like, you know, and like the growth that happens on the other side of like, you know, like saying like this person needs to be in a different part of my life. And I don't know, it, it takes such a, a level of consciousness and like connection to yourself that yes. for so long, I think we don't have. Yes. Well, and one of the things that I really help women open, because you've asked like, how is it that I help yeah. women, you know, shift more into their feminine? One of the ways is be in tune with your feelings. Yes. Because that is something that we've all, men and women, been told are irrelevant and just, you know, get to what's the rational thing to do or the logical thing to do. And so part of really tuning into your feminine, remembering who you are, remembering what matters, is, li is listening to your feelings. You don't have to like act out immediately on them or, no, listen, listen. And when it's like, wow, I continue to show up in this relationship and I feel bad all the time. That's relevant information. Something is not resonating with you mm -hmm. in that relationship. Now, there may be something you can repair, and that would be beautiful, but it also may be there's something that's toxic in how I and this person engage together that just doesn't work anymore or at this time too like I don't think we throw have to throw people out forever yeah. it's like right now I'm going through a growth thing that that I just can't be in this dynamic right now yeah. in a year I might have gotten to the other side and I can be with you but I'm just going through something and if we don't listen to our feelings we dim and we dim and we dim and we dim and we hide and we get into you know scrolling on our phones or I eat a lot of food like I, I binge yeah. eat if I am like not listening to my feelings because it's like stuff it down literally stuff it down yeah well no what you were just describing is like I would have client. I mean I would see 40 clients a week in the beginning of my career and it's like maybe like 
I wouldn't feel good around yes. certain clients. Yes. And it's like, I would just kind of stuff it down next client. Like, yes. this is what I signed up for. This yes. is the career path. Like, some yes. people are going to make you feel like this. Like, yes. I had someone one time, I was like, how do you feel about your hair? And she's like, I think I like it, but I think you'll do better on your toes. <laughs> and I said, at like 20, I said, um, well, I assure you that no one works here does better on their toes. <laughs> But I still let her yes. come in. I still yes. let her make yes. me feel like, yes. and and I think it's so interesting. Like you said, like I think so many years of stuffing it down and like yes. speaking of like dimming. I think that I almost dimmed completely out. Yes, and then I'm like, okay, well, I need to not feel so bad, and I'm not going to make mm. any changes to those relationships because like I need them because I need to have all these clients. So I'm going to go home and drink a bottle of wine yes. and watch Real Housewives, yes. and then I'm going to pass out and get up and I'm oh, do the. Do that's thing again. the treadmill, the hamster wheel of life that where so many of us are wake up at some point or multiple points in life and say, I don't, I don't, I'm not happy. I don't want this yeah. life. Yeah. And like some of us, myself, it's like, I didn't even know I wasn't happy. Right. And I took, it took a business partner telling me mm. she didn't want to be my partner. Yes. My marriage blowing up yes. within five weeks of that and being like, Yep. What happened to my dream life? Yes. Well, it wasn't mine. Yes. <laughs> and yes. You, you know, I, I heard you say that too. Like you had an awesome life, like a like a legal career life that some that on paper was like living the dream. Yes. But it wasn't your dream. But it wasn't my dream. Exactly. And you know, that's what I think is happening to wake a lot of us up. And it's a matter of, you know, will we will we do there's a discomfort in opening the door in the beginning of whatever the transformation is. Um, But are we willing to find our light? Um, You know, admitting that I was unhappy in my legal career. Takes guts. It takes guts, but the truth is, like, the the moment I always remember is laying in my shower on, like, in the fetal position. Like, I had to go to court. I go to court every day as a lawyer, and I was like, I don't want to go to work. I was just like, the hot water was, like, rolling on me. And the truth is, we're all showing those kinds of symptoms when something doesn't work, ultimately. (laughs) Ultimately, if we listen, you know? Um... Like depression, depression is is such an an issue in our world. A lot of it is like you are not expressing yourself in the world. So you feel depressed. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's a legitimate feeling. And, you know, you can be in it for a while, but the cure for a lot of us is going to be go find who you are. Go, like, let your light come forward. And when your light is flowing through you, you're alive. You're, yeah. you're, you're in your element. And the, the part we haven't quite said here yet um, is that we, we do... I don't like to, um, to, to spend a lot of time talking about like what holds us down, you know. Mm. But we do live in a patriarchal society and we do hold even ourselves misogynistic views. It's just, it, it exists. We have to acknowledge it. And, and it's part of what holds us back from our light. We judge the feminine parts of ourselves. We think our feelings are ridiculous. We think our intuition is weird. Um, you know, anything that's feminine, we call it like airy fairy, or there's all these names um, that we use to describe the feminine that come from originally a repression of the feminine and a distrust of the feminine um, that we all carry. And so it's, it's part of why, you know, some people 
tell me, like, why do you have to make this feminine and masculine? People get angry about that because of all the gender issues going on right now. And I'm not talking about gender. I'm talking about two energies, masculine and feminine. But why I believe it's important to be in the world talking about feminine energy is so we understand the reason it's so repressed. It's so repressed because we have gone through thousands of years where the feminine was not allowed to participate in any meaningful way in society because whatever reasons, I don't even need to know the reasons, but it was it was suppressed and it was made fun of. And any feminine sides were thought to be silly and ridiculous. And so we are overcoming that. We are overcoming that belief system in ourselves. I see it in myself, my, my, my friends, the women I coach. Um, so part of understanding how to not dim your light is to recognize this shadow dark thinking inside. Uh, we don't have to give it a lot of time, but we have to say, oh, I just called you know, my idea. You know, the, it's funny, the most brilliant ideas I hear out of my clients' mouths, they, they always call weird or you're not going to believe this is so ridiculous. Like they say those things about their best ideas that we end up turning into like brilliant businesses. Wow. Because it's feminine. (laughs) Yeah, well, even when I was at that half-day retreat and like we were broken up into groups and like you were with someone, I saw you getting emotional and I was thinking to myself about how I had made this shift of like, I want to be learning from people that are like, and that are like always growing and always going through something because they're human. But prior to that shift, I kind of, and I kind of still come to things thinking like everyone's going to be up on a stage and I'll be in the audience and I'll be looking up to them. And I think that's a kind of, when you were speaking just now, I was like, that's something that's a limiting belief that I had around like, like, you know, if someone were to say like, how are you doing? It's like, well, I'm kind of always going through something. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, because, but the yes. wisest people are yes. and they're learning and they're growing. Mm-hmm. And so like I feel like that's one of the things that I feel like a limiting belief around is like someone that gets emotional is like struggling when yeah, it's like, right. no, they're more in touch, they're that's more right. in tune. But that's one for me that I don't know, I don't feel embarrassed when I cry now. And I feel like I do almost every day. Like I, I did at the end of an episode I was listening to today preparing for this for you, and it was something about using your voice. And I was like, I want to use my voice. I can't remember exactly what you said, but it's like, I know that's a shift for me and being like, God, like that's not embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And that's like people that are Mm -hmm. wise, like the wisest people are always growing, always learning and they don't have to have it figured out. And like, I used to think like, you know, I had to have the answers with my clients in my own life. And now I'm, it's been like so freeing to be like, when someone asks me a question, you'd be like, time will tell. Yes. Yes. But I can yeah. sit with the discomfort of not knowing before. That's right. That's right. And you that's know? the toxic masculine, not even masculine, like that's the toxic masculine that so many of us have been fed that, I mean, sometimes I can go down the path of like, it can be a little sinister, but it's like, you know, there are a lot of people with jobs that really suck. I mean, like you look at corporate America, yes. um, you know, I'm thinking of like a, a young woman I coached who was a lawyer and like she was doing work like in these like big law firms you're harming the world you're harming the world. You're representing companies that are poisoning the world, companies that are mistreating their employees. That's what you do for a living. So you do. Right? And so if you're out in the world doing that, you have to be drugged, depressed, zoning out on social media. Like that's the only way you could actually go forward and do that with your life. Wow. Yeah. 
So yes, being in tune is like, this work is a shit show. I'm really unhappy. My clients treat me like shit or whatever's going on. It's like, be honest. And then you can create the alignment in your life. Yeah. And I hear, I've been hearing something recently with my clients in the salon and just hairstylists in general. And I feel like you're going to have something to say on it. So when I talk to someone and they're like, yeah, I think I want to open a second location, or I think I'm going to do, I feel like I have to keep people working for me in my salon because I don't want to step back financially and I want the money. And I think that that's something for me. I feel like I keep, when I hear it, I'm like, because I never did anything in my career solely for money. And I found that I've been like, you know, like, you know, given a lot you know, and yes, money, like it's like, yes, I, I feel like it's a factor, but I've noticed lately that for, and I feel like as I'm talking to you, I'm like, it's a masculine energy of like, like, is there a way to like, and I know them for myself. I'm like, nothing's like this next chapter of my life. I'm not going to be motivated because by money, because money's not what got me all the good stuff in my life. It's been a like a reaction to showing up and serving. And so can you speak to yes, that? Because I've been yes. hearing so much. Yes, like I yes, want all this yes. stuff everyone has. I want to go on that vacation. Yes. So that second location yeah. offers me that. Yeah. Yeah. So if I heard someone speaking to me that way and I felt it from the energy of how you shared it, what I would know is that where that's coming from, it's like the ego and how to keep up with what the success standards of our society are. And it's actually based in fear. It's based in, will I look successful? Will I be safe and have enough money and prestige and respect around me to have things I want? So it's, it's based in fear. And, and um, we've talked a lot about like being really conscious and intentional I have a really great blog that's called um, Three Steps to Conscious Intention. And this is a concept I really get, like got many years ago from Oprah Winfrey and her spiritual teacher, Gary Zukoff. It's like being intentional in everything you do. And at its heart, whenever you act in fear, it's the law of karma is that you are going to get fear in return in some way. In some way. You might make the money in all these things that people said, but you're going to be a slave to your job, yes. right? Your family's going to you know, be like, where are you? And you're going to miss out on half of what you really are here for in the world. Um, so it's, it's it's, it's it's not that it's wrong it's not you know but it's it's fear based and ultimately if you're someone whose heart is open and you want a fulfilling life which that's what broke open for me as a, a young lawyer just saying I want more I want a more fulfilling life um, and my whole life you know since then has been figuring out how to do that but when we shift this is the conscious intention part when we learn to shift from that fear like acting out of fear intention is what's the energy behind what you're doing, right? So you could say the same statement, I want to grow to a second location, and you can do it in fear, and you can do it in love. If it's done in fear, like this, like I need to make more money, I need to look good to my you know, um, peers because I have this reputation. If it's done with that energy behind it, the karma you create is going to be painful. That's just the reality. Yeah. Um, and we can all kind of, like, I'm looking at you and you're like, it resonates, right? Yes. It resonates. Like, 
you can study uh, the law of physics, you can study the laws of karma, they will tell you this is the case, and you could look into your own experience, but it's like, yes, that yeah. resonates. Well, even when you were talking, I had that moment like five, six years ago where I was like, okay, if, if I were to have a funeral today... I feel like the people that would be there would be my clients, and they would say, <laughs> she never didn't color my hair. <laughs> but I wouldn't have had, like, it wouldn't have been filled with, full of friends yeah. and relationships yeah. and the mm-hmm. stuff that gives you a fulfilling life, and it was like a wake-up call. So when you're saying that, and I wonder if that, I just feel sad for people when I hear that. Yes. Because I'm yes. like, oh, like, what if you could have like an expansive life and like, what if it's just the one location and it's yes. like plenty and it offers you the, like, yes, you have the money for the trip then, but like, are, do you have the energy for your kids? And you said right. something in one of your podcasts that, um, that sometimes when people become mothers, they like are able to tap more into that feminine, feminine energy. And I thought about it because I thought about when I've worked at other places and worked with people that have kids prior to myself having one, I was like, they start to really struggle in the salon, mm. in the construct of the salon after becoming a, a mother. Like I was like, wow, there's a direct correlation between yes. like it no longer working and them no longer willing to compromise. And prior to being a mom, I was kind of like, oh, like she had a kid, she has to go. But it's it, it makes so much sense to me. In the feminine, it's very natural to use your mothering feminine instincts. Nowadays in business, any kind of work you do, it's mostly the the the, the training is so masculine that we operate that way and. Something I want to highlight here in response to what you said is, again, masculine isn't bad. No. They're complementary energies. And so masculine tends to be more goal-oriented. Like it is, not even tends to be, it is. Masculine is goal-oriented. It's logical. It's rational. Um, there's like a, a pathway, like, okay, I want to go here, and here's the steps to get there. Um, and it's a, it's a fantastic energy that does help in business. But it's not the only part of what we need in this world at this time. We need both. We need masculine and feminine. And why things are so out of, out of whack with like greed and it's all about money, why things are so out of whack and we're actually harming the earth is because the feminine hasn't really been allowed in. She will protect that. She will, when, you know, like if we go back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, you can create the second location for your salon out of fear or you can create it out of love and contribution. Mm. You can do that, and and that's the big, that's the early like feminine side of it. Now you might use masculine energy to then actually open that location and let people know about it, and that would be necessary. But it's like starting from a space of it's not my ego; it's love and contribution. And in the feminine, the feminine is receptive energy, where masculine is giving energy. The simplest graphic uh, example is sex, right? The man gives, the woman receives. That is what these two energies really are at their at their heart, at yeah. their essence, right? So the feminine, you are a mother who has birthed a baby, is about opening your like crown chakra. The divine comes in, you know, the divine comes, planted a seed in you that is now birdie, that mm. your child, right? Like that is, the, you did not do that on your own. There was a, a co-creation with the divine 
um, I hope I'm not stepping on spiritual no, beliefs of yours. It's beautiful. But, I'm but like, yeah, I it's feel like that. There's a co-creation happening there. It's not like this was your idea. No, I, she was not my idea. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm so grateful for her. But yeah, I feel like I feel that totally. Yes. And so in our feminine side, we get like our channels open and we get like a download of like, oh my gosh, here's the second location and what it can do for people and, and you know how it can help our community thrive or whatever your reasons are that are about contribution. Not about looking good in your community or afraid you're going to, you know, not have enough money. And when it flows from contribution, the 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 karma you create is going to be the ease and magic. You know, so we're talking about with the women. There's magic. There's flow. It's not hard. It's not hustling. Masculine hustles. Feminine attracts. Yeah. Things just come to you in this synchronicity. It's not hard because you just are being in your receptive, open space. So the ideas come how to solve problems. It just comes into your consciousness. You know, a new person that you need to, you know, fill a chair, like just walks in your door. That is how the feminine works. That's why we call it magic because it is all about being receptive and attracting things to you. I love that. You just explained like my salon experience. I'm like, yeah, I made my salon like what I wanted. I enjoyed it and I loved it. And then like Mm -hmm. the right people walked in. Like they have, yes, like the people, right. that, you know, and like I have like this awesome business that like I actually had been trying to make seven different that's ways. Right. That's right. And I just was that's like, right. I'm going to just be my yes. dream coworker. Yes. And as I became my dream coworker, my dream coworkers legitimately came. And, that's right. But before that, it's like, okay, I'm going to hire this person. I'm going to bring this person. I'm going to have an assistant. I'm going to, and it was just like muscle it, muscle it, muscle it, muscle it. And then I finally was like, this is exhausting. I'm just going to enjoy being me again. And like, yes. And then that's when it happened. Yes. And like, I feel like, yeah, I, and I, I, I love something that I feel like is in your work and whatever. It's like, it's just, it's like, don't look at everyone else and like want their life. Like, check in with yourself yes. to have the life that's for you. And I, I sometimes think it's a mix too, like of like, sometimes when I see someone doing something, I'm like, oh, I, I want to do that. Like, cause I, I'm, I'm drawn to what they're doing. So there's like a nuance yes. there, yes. isn't there? Well, it's always about finding your own way. Yes. So I believe like one of the great ways to understand and see your genius, if you're kind of like unclear what it is, is to look at who you admire, who you see as role models, like, oh, oh wow, what she's doing is amazing. But you're not meant to copy them. Right. That would be inauthentic. Oprah has always said, I became the Oprah you know when I stopped trying to be Barbara Walters. Yes. Right? Like, so clear. It's like, Oprah would have limited herself. She wouldn't have created the change in the world she was meant to make if she was just this journalist like Barbara Walters, who's brilliant in her own right. Um, so it's, this is where it's like, let someone inspire like, oh, my light is in that direction in what that person is doing, particularly like hairstylists. I, I could see there could be a lot of like combining like your, your gifts in either running the business or or doing hair in the particular way you love with something else. Yes, could that's be a what great, I see too for yes, a lot of people. Yes. My aunt um, went to a hairstylist recently who turns out is a medium and channels like angels. And it's, right? Like, mm-hmm. what, a, what a combo. Like, I'm getting my hair done, which I need to get done, getting beautiful, and I'm going to hear from my angels through this medium Amazing. right now. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, I hear that. Like, that, like the, the combination, because they are, like, we're multifaceted people. Yes. 
Yes. But the important piece is finding your rhythm. This is one of the views I have on imposter syndrome, actually, that's unique, is oftentimes when we feel like an imposter, we're being an imposter, we're actually being one. Because <laughs> you're trying to copy. It. Yeah, it's the reason you're failing because you're trying to copy the way somebody else is doing it and it's not authentically yours. So it's it's an indicator. It's an indicator. It's a, again, women, listen to your feelings. Yeah. Listen to your feelings. They are telling you something. Because it's not good yes. for you. Yes, like let the light shine on what that person is doing, but now go find your way, your unique way to do what they're inspiring you to do. The yeah, Oprah yeah. quote is such an example. It's like, I ooh, this journalist, that. look at her. Yes, but my way, but with my flavor. Um, I do have something on my website that I, that I is a really helpful resource if for anybody who is sort of like, well, what is my thing? What is my genius? Because um, whatever it is, you're doing it already. It's just part of who you are and you don't see it because it's just who who you are. It's so innate in your nature. And I do have a resource on my website. It's called the Genius Reflection Practice. It's a journaling practice you do every day for like five or 10 minutes. I invented it when I was trying to really get a sense of my next level work when I made the transition from running a women's nonprofit to starting my coaching and speaking business. Um, And it's a fun, easy practice. There's an ebook that explains what it is, why it works. And it's just a quick thing that will really, it's called a reflection practice because it will reflect and show you like you're looking in a mirror what your genius is. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And so, you know, as we wrap up, if there was one thing you were going to like leave our listeners with as far as like first steps. On my website there, it's on the homepage, there's what I call the Feminine Genius Morning Practice. And there's a welcoming video that explains all the pieces. The Genius Reflection Practice is a part of it. My digital oracle card deck is a part of it. And a morning um, heart practice where you're attuning to who you are inside. It's three minutes. You can call it a meditation, but I actually, I, I like calling it an attunement. It's like you're, you're taking a moment to listen to yourself in a way you haven't. Mm-hmm. So I would say a great practice, is, if you want to just start like immediately, is go check that piece out, the Feminine Genius Morning Practice. You're not required to do all the components. Do the parts that feel right. The opening video will give you a sense of how to do it. So that's a like DIY way to like allow your feminine to open. I'm going to be doing events and coaching offerings in uh, this year ahead. Um, So the thing I really recommend is being in this conversation with others that will help you remember in whatever way is comfortable for you. Hiring a coach can help. um, Going to events can help. Finding the women that you can talk this way helps or seeking them out if they're not in your life yet. Um, that's the key is being in the conversation. Like it always starts with you with an internal practice, but then going out into the world and having others that help you and want your light to fully shine. Not those friends who are going to be like, Hey, spend time with me. No, the friend who's like, yes, I'm here. I'm cheering you on. Yes. This is what you want to do. I'm all about it with you. It's like creating those spaces, the sisterhood that helps you truly remember the truth. Totally. People want to work with you. People want to find you. You have a new offering coming out, which even before we recorded this, my husband was like, who's coming over? And I was like, well, I'm 95% sure I want to do coaching with her. <laughs> so, um, so where can people find you? Yes. Yes. So my website, ginamarata.com, G-I-N-A-M-A-R-O-T-T-A.com. That'll be in your show notes, I would imagine. Um, it's, I, I mean, I've been doing this for a while, so I have a lot of resources that are just free on my website and I'm proud of that. Um, 
in 2023, I'm going to be offering um, individual sessions, you know, that will be anywhere from 15 minutes to 90 minutes, depending on how deep you want to go. And then I have an extensive feminine genius program that's nine months for women who are clear that it is a time that I'm ready to elevate in my work, bring my feminine energy in, really focus on my genius. You know, what you went through when you created your new salon, I, women who are looking for that and want to be guided in that process, that's what that program really is about. So I help them from the stage of, I kind of know what I want, but it's weird. I don't know, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, to um, to bringing it into form. That's what the nine months, it's a birthing cycle. Um, so I have that program. I also speak inside companies and at women's conferences, and I'm going to be hosting some events in 2023. So if you get on my email list or follow me on Instagram, you definitely hear about those. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time today. This has been awesome. It's been really beautiful. Thank you for what you're doing to allow women to tune into their truth. I definitely hear that in your show. 